Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, let's study a little bit tonight. Let's get in the Word of God. Got something good for you. You know, it is the year of the supernatural. I said it is the year of the supernatural. We're going to have to believe. Do I have believers in here? Okay. Nothing happens unless we believe. I want to teach you tonight, a, it's a faith concept, and I believe it will help you as we focus in this month on the lifestyle of the supernatural, supernatural church. I believe that, you know, the church began on the day of Pentecost, all those 120 up in that upper room, and the Holy Spirit came and... and uh, fell on them, and they all began to speak in other tongues. You know, God began to do some great and mighty things through those people that were gathered there, and the church began to grow. The word, the Bible says the word multiplied, and God added to the house daily such as should be saved. So we have that part that we do, remember? We call it, if you want to call it the natural, but really it's not. It's just what we do out of obedience to God. The Bible says Paul told us some water and some plant, but God gives the increase. Amen. All right, if you have your Bibles, did you find John chapter, 1 John, excuse me, 1 John chapter 5. Let me just, I want to talk to you tonight about the kingdom process. I want to read a couple of scriptures here. We've been reading, then we'll, we'll get into this a little further. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 and 5. Have you got it? Okay. If you didn't, Get it? Well, you can look up on the screen. It says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Okay. Now let's read something else here. It goes along with that uh, over in the book of Hebrews. Just turn back a little bit to the book of Hebrews chapter 10. I want to read verse 35. It says, Cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, that you might receive the promise. I mean, know that every promise in this word belongs to you. Okay. For yet a little while, he and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Verse 38 says, now the just shall live by faith. There it is. The just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, he said, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Now let me make you a statement tonight as I get into this teaching on the kingdom process, how the kingdom of God works for you, how it works for us. We're going to have to, we're going to, have to use faith because everything we do in the kingdom has to be acquired through and by faith. Can you say amen to that? All right, let me make this statement here and then we'll dwell on this. Jesus came to empower us to return to our, uh, our original mode of operation. Uh, I said a whole lot there. I didn't hear anybody say amen. The whole plan and the reason for Jesus coming back, yes, to save man, to redeem man from his sin, but to, uh, to return man here in this earth, human beings, that have been born again by the power and by the Spirit of God to return us to that original mode of operation. You say, what are you talking about? I'm talking about the mode of operation by which when he created Adam and set him in the garden. How many know that the original mode of operation was lost by sin? Okay. Now, let me, let me qualify what I'm saying because... You've heard me say this, in this world there is what we call the Babylonian system or we can call it the system of the world. I, I, I use the Babylonian system because that's where it began when they were building the Tower of Babel. 
And if you will, put up Revelation chapter 18, verse 2. And he cried with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and is become the habitation of devils. I'll just stop there because what he's telling us here, the system has reached Babel, or the system is failing. You know, no matter how good or how they paint picture of the world that we live in today, and, and you know, it's not a real pretty picture, but they try to cover up things. And no matter what they try to cover up, the bottom line is, is it still failing? Jesus told us that heaven and earth is going to pass away. So we're talking about the people in this system. We're talking about the people that depend on this system. We're talking about people that operate in this Babylonian system or this world system. Everything in the world is tied to this system and this system is failing. Just like the Tower of Babel, when they got it up so high, it fell. Okay, and so there's, 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 a, there's a place where you and I, when we begin to understand and live by faith, that's why he said the judge shall live by faith. Uh, the system of the Babylonian empire is, is designed to fail. It was designed to fail before it got started. Are you following what I'm saying? Okay, so we can make a choice. Are we going to depend on or attach ourselves to a system that's failing? Are we going to put our trust in God and attach ourselves to a kingdom that cannot fail? Now, the choice, of course, is ours. All right, now, here's what Paul writes in 2 Timothy chapter 3. Just turn back there a little bit and let's read this. It's okay if we study a little bit tonight. I think. You know, we need to every once in a while just get rooted and grounded in truths here so that we don't lose our focus of where, where we're going in the Lord. I said this is the year of the supernatural. Some of you hadn't got a hold of that yet. How many of you still got your, your envelope that I gave you about a week before the new year started Amen. in your Bible? Nobody? Nobody? Okay, did you write on there, I'm believing for a thousand? Because see, if, if you don't have it, then that means you didn't believe it. You didn't believe the prophet. You didn't believe what I was saying to you, that you have to get yourself in faith and allow God to fill that envelope. Does anybody want to see God work on your behalf? I said, does anybody want to see God do something supernatural for you? Okay, well, get yourselves in faith. So that you can believe God to do something. You don't know how. And that, that's what I'm talking about, the kingdom process. Mary said, I don't know how. How can I, how can I conceive a child? I don't know how. I have, I have no man. <laughs> Everything you need is in the seed. Okay. Everything you need is in the seed. What she was saying is that she was tied to a human seed. But God is not tied to a human seed or a kingdom. God has his own kingdom. Okay? Now here's what Timothy said. I want you to get a hold of what we're teaching so your faith level can rise for this supernatural year that you and I have entered into that God is going to do great and mighty things. He said, know this also, verse 1, 2 Timothy 3, that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Now, would you put that up there in the Amplified? I think, it, I think it brings it out a little bit better. But understand this, that in the last days, the last days will come set in perilous times. And the Amplified brings it out a little bit of great stress and trouble and hard to deal with, and hard to bear. Now, Jesus is teaching this. Now, remember, he's not talking about, he's talking about the, the, the world kingdom. He's talking about the system of the world, okay? He's not talking about the kingdom of God, that in the last days, 
The world system is going to be a system where there's high, there's, there's stress, there's trouble, there's struggles, okay? Now, go over to John chapter 16 and 33, I think just to save time, just put that one up in the Amplified, I think. Okay, yeah, just put it up there because I think it makes so, so much more uh, thought here as we read this. He says, I have told you these things, Jesus talking here, so that in me you have perfect peace. Now keep in mind, the world is looking for peace. And really, it doesn't matter what religion they have. It doesn't even matter if they're atheists or Buddhists or Muslim. They're looking for peace, okay? The human being that's, I'm talking about the normal, but you're not normal, but I'm talking about the normal average human beings looking for peace. Anybody ever, you know, you ever heard anybody say, well, I just need some peace. Okay. All right. So I've told you these things so that in me, we talked about abiding in that vine last Wednesday, Sunday, Vine, the branches, so that in me you may have perfect peace. Perfect peace. Perfect peace and confidence. In the world you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. Can I get a witness there? Okay. But be of good cheer, take courage, be confident. Certain and undaunted. In other words, don't be wavering. Don't be moved, okay? Here's what Jesus said. For I have overcome the world. I like this last part, so I wanted to read it out of the Amplified again. He said, I have deprived it, the world, of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. Now, that's what Jesus has done for you and I. Okay, now notice all these things are coming in this system this world system, but there's an ark that's being prepared for you. Just as it was in the days of Noah, and God giving the instruction for the ark. There's an ark of safety. There's an ark that provides for us, if you will, that perfect peace, that protection. Whatever that is involved in the curse that is on this earth, causing it to be in travail and causing it to be unraveled and to come apart. There is a protection and there's a safety as long as we're attached to the vine. Are you with me? Those who are walking according to the kingdom, those who are walking uh, by faith, okay? Now, 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 now listen, because... Now we're getting into supernatural deliverance for the believer. There's a place where we can walk, the Bible says, that the evil one cannot touch us. Okay, so how many know that's going to take the supernatural or the divine power of God? You're going to appropriate the supernatural. You're going to have to do it. You're going to have to activate it and, 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 and live in it by faith. The just shall live by faith. Okay, now... Let's go to Romans chapter 14. So the bad news is the world is in trouble. <laughs> but the good news is that the kingdom of God shall be in peace. Now we get, to, we get to, of course, make a choice of what kingdom that we'll walk in and we'll attach ourselves to and depend upon. Okay, that's why I'm teaching you this tonight. Now, Romans chapter 14, verse 17 says that the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but what? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Now, again, this is why normal people, I'm talking about unsaved people, people that don't have the peace of God or peace with God, they are seeking for peace. They're looking for peace. And the Lord is telling us, see, they don't understand that there's a place that they can live where there's no fear. They don't, they don't understand that they can, you know, walk in the safety and the protection of the Almighty. They don't get that. They don't understand that. And sometimes we forget who we are because 
Satan tends to pull the identification away from us. In order to walk in faith, we're going to have to identify with the king of our kingdom. We're going to have to identify with who we are. And if we lose that identity, we will struggle. Oh, man, I tell you. But the kingdom of God, now look, he said, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Where? In the Holy Ghost. So if we're not in the kingdom, walking in the kingdom, walking out kingdom principles, walking by faith, then we get over out there in the element where the curse that's on this earth will affect us and have effect, okay? Now, let me, let me say this because we, we have to see what offsets the curse because if we live like the world, then we're going to have the effects of the curse no matter how many times you, you, you say, you know, you're a Christian or you love God because you have to get yourself back into that that umbrella of safety and perfect peace are the protection that God has in this kingdom. Now, uh, go with me to Galatians chapter 6 because we need to, we need to see where this is found, okay? We, we need to see how to offset curse or curses that try to affect us even after we are born again even after we become believers. Because danger, the Bible, we just read, the danger has increased and will be increasing. The days ahead will be difficult and get more difficult. Okay? So follow what we're saying here, what I'm teaching you here. Now, here's here's what it says. It says, be not deceived. Everybody probably knows this scripture, but I want to show you the root here. It says, God is not mocked for what? Soever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Because we use this scripture a lot of times in reference to, you know, giving. We bring our tithe and offering. We're talking financial. But this is a spiritual law, okay, that whatsoever a man sows, he will reap. Because he says, if he sows to the flesh, look at verse 8. For he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. And would you just put that one up in the Amplified too? I, I, I just think it, it, it helps understanding here. He said, don't you be deceived. There it is. And, and deluded. Uh, you know, these words, sometimes you have to kind of understand what it's talking about there. But, but, but it's, you know, it's really where we get the English word mocked or somebody makes fun or tries to get the mindset that this is not the what, or this is not what God said. Just like when Satan or Lucifer came to Eve, you know, he twisted things around. And a lot of times people don't need a lot of help until they get confused and they don't really understand what God said. Now look, he said, don't be misled. God will not allow himself to be sneered at, scorned, disdained or mocked by mere pretensions or professions or by his precepts being set aside. He inevitably deludes himself who attempts to delude God. (laughs) Well, that's a mouthful, isn't it? For whatever a man sows, and what that and that only is what he'll reap. So whatever a man sows, and that only is what he'll reap. Verse eight in the Amplified says, "For he who sows to his own flesh the lower nature sensuality, he says, will from the flesh reap decay, ruin, and destruction." Are you following? I'm saying that the person that sows to the flesh, from the flesh, that lower nature, the Bible says here will reap decay, ruin, and destruction. Are y'all happy tonight? Okay. Are you happy that you're learning truth? Okay. Now we have to look at what this means. Okay. That's why I'm taking you this 
step by step. We have to look and see what this means because some people, they still are confused what it means to sow to the flesh and from the flesh. Well, just turn back a chapter in Galatians chapter 5 and look at verse 19. We call these the, the, the works of the flesh. But, but sometimes, you know, again, we try to blame these things on the devil, but they're works of the flesh. The Bible calls them works of the flesh, okay? Verse 19, he said they're manifest, or this is how you, you, you see these in operation in the lives of people. Which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, Hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of which I tell you before I have told you in time past that they which do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, what's he saying here? He's not talking about making it to heaven because he's talking to people that supposedly are believers. He's talking to people that are supposedly, you know, walking with God. He's saying, if you do these things, you're going to sow to the flesh and you're going to reap decay, ruin, and destruction. Or in other words, you're not going to remove yourself of the effects of the curse because you're sowing to the flesh. Or the bottom line is, you're not going to walk in the benefits of the kingdom. Are you with me? Okay. Then what do we do? Because we, you know, if we're saved, what do we do if we succumb or we fall in one of these works of the flesh? Well, one of the first words that came to us this year was that we have to be quick to repent. First John 1, I just flash it up there. Don't turn there because I got some more to go to. But what does it say? If we will confess our sin, he's faithful and he's just to forgive us and what and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Are you with me? So he's talking to again people that are that are saved. And it goes on to say we can't say that we don't sin, okay, because there's more works of the flesh than are listed. You know, for example, if you're worried about something today, you you were in sin when you came in here. Because sin is a worry, okay? I mean, worry is a sin. And, and if you, you know, what we have to see, it's like, like somebody was talking the other day about unforgiveness, about, you know, the people that maybe have hurt them or done them wrong. You know, we can't afford to, to, to harbor unforgiveness in our lives. Why? Because it stops our faith from working. It stops our faith from working. Yeah, you're not going to go to hell because you don't forgive somebody. You're going to go to hell because you reject Jesus. But it's going to keep you from receiving the benefits of the kingdom and walking, the just shall live by faith, okay, and walking out from under the curse of this whole earth that's in travail. So the reason, the reason that God has laid out the precepts and the principles to us is so that we can walk out from under the curse and up under the umbrella of that divine protection. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen to that. So, now this is not a condemnation message. I'm not preaching this to put condemnation on anybody because there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ who walk after the Spirit now. Are you with me? Okay. So, uh, in other words, what I'm saying is, this thing works for your good if you stay on the good side. But it works for your bad if you're on the bad side. So, that's why we learn to walk on the good side. Can you say amen? Okay. So, I'm going to reap. In other words, the reason I don't want to stay in sin is because I don't want to reap the harvest that that sin will bring. I don't want to reap the corruption. I don't want to reap the ruin and the decay. So I, if, I, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm quick to repent, and, and you know the Holy Spirit, He will show you those things. If you're sensitive to the Spirit, and you should be, because many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons and daughters of God. So He shows us when we're missing it. 
so that we can get out from under reaping what we've sowed to. Does that make sense to you? All right. Now, now this is happening no matter who it is or where it is. And the world is, you know, I thought about this. The world is crying out for the blessing, but they don't know how to get it. They're crying out for a peace. And that's why the world has the counterfeit to keep people sedated or, you know, on medicated or whatever they have to do to get people to forget all their troubles. Well, Romans chapter 8, verse 19. Now, let's see this from the Bible, okay? That's the good thing about teaching. We just take our time here and back up what we say. Look what it says in verse 19, Romans chapter 8. It says, for the earnest expectation of the creature or the creation waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. Now, this is, this is talking about the year of the supernatural. When Jesus came and he said, I have come to preach the gospel. God has anointed me. This is the acceptable year of the Lord. That's supernatural debt deliverance for the people of God who believe. Are you still believing that? Are you still, are you still confessing that over your debt? It's not a one-time message and we say, well, that was good. I hope it happens to somebody. Well, why don't it happen to you? I'm believing it happened to me. Okay. All right. Now, he says, for we know, look at this, we know, verse 22, can you just put 22 up there? Yeah. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travail in pain together until now. So why are they groaning? Why are they tra travailing? Because they're trying to manage under a curse. How good does it feel when bill collectors call you? How good does it feel when you, you have, uh, you know, something outstanding? You know, it doesn't feel good. There's a, there's a pressure that's associated with it. There's a struggle associated with that. Okay. So uh, Jesus didn't come, see, preach, preaching the law. He come to preach the kingdom of God. He come to show us that the grace of God would bring the blessing of upon those who were out of the loin of Abraham or the seed of Abraham. Abraham's blessings are mine. Okay, I'm blessed with faithful Abraham. How about you? Okay, so, so Jesus came to get the curse off of mankind. Okay, and it, it, doesn't, it doesn't make any difference as far as where you live or, you know, all those things. What makes a difference is receiving that, then learning to walk in that uh, by faith. You know, evangelism, uh, if I could say it this way, is to, to, to bring people to the saving knowledge of Jesus, that Jesus is Savior. But, you know, the teaching and the preaching has to come to make disciples because disciples have to grow up in the things of God or they'll walk back in those places where they fall back under the curse. Okay, so you have to press your way into that. The Bible teaches us and that when you get born again, that you confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And, you know, you start walking in a little different mindset. You start walking in a little different reality. And, you know, you can, you can come across as a little cocky but really you're not, but you have to be careful. You know, for example, somebody, when somebody asks you now, where are you from? <laughs> you know, you got to be careful how you answer that. And it depends on who I'm talking to. <laughs> because I'm from heaven. My citizenship, my voting card says Westlaco, but my citizenship is in heaven. Okay, so, I mean, you got to be, you know, when you stop and think about some of the questions that people ask you, you've you got to evaluate, you know, why they're asking them and where they're coming from when they ask them because uh, truth is the highest form of reality. 
And what I've tried to teach you is that the Bible is truth. Jesus said, my word is truth. But see, where we live is down here in the three-dimensional world. The three-dimensional world is where all the struggle is, Rudy. It's where all the stress, that's where all the pain, the agonies, and the headaches. But God wants to elevate us into that fourth dimension or that dimension that has to be assessed in the realm of the supernatural or by faith. Now, I don't want to get too deep on you. I'm just saying that we're operating at a lower level and we need to come up and operate at a higher level. Okay, but that takes time. You know, it takes time to learn the precepts and the principles of God because God has a high call for you. God has something greater than you can think or you can imagine. Everything you need is in that kingdom. Everything that Adam needed was in that garden. If it wasn't in the garden, he didn't need it. Okay, so ah, let's see. That, you know, we learn truths and we learn to start saying what God said, living independent of what people might say. You, you, you have to get a revelation of who you are. There's an identity problem with most of the body of Christ. They're still trying to associate again, you know, down here on a lower level. You know, you've got to get a revelation when we say these things. I know to the average person or a person that's not understanding a, a walk of faith, you know, they'll say things like, I'm broke or I'm busted. But, you know, when you get a revelation of who you are in, you are in Christ, you'll never say that again. I said, you'll never say you're broke again another day. You have all the resources available to you in the kingdom of God. Now, we have to get them to manifest. We have to get them out of that realm into the realm where we can use them. Are you with me? Okay, but what I'm teaching you is, is as long as I'm operating in a dependency of the system of the world, I begin to lose light. I lose revelation. And you will too. All right, so I have to go to the Bible and see what the Bible says, right? I have to go to the Bible and see what the Bible says about me. For example, it says, by his stripes, I'm healed. Well, that's what he said. He said, by his stripes, I'm healed. So if he said it, that's what I am. Jesus said, in the world, you'll have tribulation, stress, and trials. But he said, be of good cheer. So I'm of good cheer. I'm an overcomer because I'm going to walk by faith. I don't play nine innings. Now, that's where most Christians are. They play nine innings or they play four quarters, but we play till we win because we win. I said we win. We may go through a valley. We may go through some process, but in the end, if we stay faithful, we win. We cannot lose, okay? The only way we lose is to lose our leader. Lose the precept and the concept. Lose the principle. Lose the one that's leading and guiding us. So we got to come back. Look what he says in Jeremiah 29, 11. Here's what God spells out for you and I. Do you believe that this truth is the highest form of reality? In spite of circumstance, what people say, here's what he said. I've read this to you. I think we started out the year. The Lord, look at, he says, verse 29, 11, Jeremiah, he says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of what? Peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. So the Holy Spirit came to the earth to make sure you get everything that you're entitled to, now, now, now qualify that, everything that Jesus paid for on the cross, everything that Jesus sacrificed himself on the cross, everything he bought and paid for, every promise is mine. It's yours in Jesus' name. Okay, now let's, let's verify what I'm saying here. Let me, let me just make a couple more statements. God, now, God is not interested in merely changing you. Now, we started the first message out about praying for change. 
I hope y'all, you know, do take heart to some of these things that are said, okay? They're not haphazardly said. They're, they're instructions from the Lord. I know people just get used to church and come and listen to the preacher and when they walk out of here, they, they you know, it just, it just didn't all compute. God is not interested in just changing you. He wants you change so you can be vessels that can change others. We can't be vessels that change others until there's a change on the inside of us. The change has to begin, first of all, with us. Change me, O Lord. Okay, so I can be a vessel of honor in his house, as Timothy taught. Gold and silver and precious stones. Okay, now, here's the other thing. Satan's seduction is trying to get you and I to depend on his system. See, there's the seduction. There is this thing of, well, who are you depending on? Or who's your daddy? See? Who are you depending on? Now, I said something Sunday. I believe it was a profound statement that if you're depending on the world, you're going to have a difficult time to change it. If your dependency is upon the system, because you can't change what you're dependent upon. Okay. Now let's, let's verify what I just said, because he knows, he knows the more, I'm talking about Satan, the more that we are dependent upon the system of the world, the less light our revelation will walk in of God. Now, let me show you what I'm talking about, okay? Because some of you, you're, you're thinking real good, and that's good. But let me show you what I'm talking about. Look at Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5. The more you depend on the world, the less light you receive from the kingdom of God. Thus saith the Lord. Now, I like those kind of statements because that's what we come here for, right? To hear what the Lord is saying to us. Cursed be the man that trusteth in man. Cursed be the man that trusteth or puts his trust in the system devised by or in man, okay? And maketh flesh his arm and whose heart departeth from the Lord. See, Satan is out to rob your faith. Whatever, you got the same measure as everybody else did. But that faith has to grow. And if he can steal that before it puts down roots, before it becomes a mature tree that can bear fruit, then he's done his thing. For he shall be like the heath in the desert and shall not see. There it is right there. See when good cometh. The more I depend on the world, the less light I see from the kingdom. Let me give you an example. The more I depend upon this congregation, people that make up this church to support this ministry, if you don't give, you know, we're going down. The less light I'll walk in. My dependency is not on you. My dependency is upon God. And that's where yours is. Okay, because the more I depend on God, the brighter and brighter and the more that I will see. The more I lean to the dependency of the system or what man can do for me, the darker and darker I'll walk in. That's good. No matter what area of your life you're talking about. 
whether you're talking about your profession, your household, your spiritual walk, whatever it is. Okay? Are you all here? The moment you can start walking in the light, your struggle is over. Peace. Joy. Right standing. Righteousness. It's found where? It's found in the Holy Ghost. Sure getting quiet. This is a kingdom principle. The process of the kingdom. Kingdom process is what I call it. Okay. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go a little bit further here. Second Peter chapter 1. Verse 17. For he received from God the Father honor and glory. Now he's taught, Peter's talking about Jesus here and giving a t- Remember where this was this was where this was taught over in the book of Matthew. He said, For he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory. Remember where that was? Remember when that was spoken on the Mount Transfiguration? Look, it said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Okay? And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. We have also a more sure word of prophecy whereunto ye do well that you take heed. As unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arises in your hearts. Your job, beloved, my beloved congregation, is that you have to study the Word, you have to get in the Word. For yourself. Yes, I'm here to propel you. I I, I use my faith for a lot of you, okay? But I'm saying you've got to come to a place where you, you, you get into the word here concerning your situation, concerning the areas that you're struggling, the areas that you're being bombarded by things. Find the word of God on it until the day star arises, until light comes. Because when the light comes, the struggle will stop. The revelation will come. And then you can go on to the next obstacle in your life instead of staying stuck in that ditch for 20 or 30 years. (laughs) Because... (laughs) The enemy will try you. He tries me. But I have a promise. Whatever the devil steals from me, he must repay sevenfold back. Whatever he has taken, he's taken it illegally. And he took it because either my confession was wrong or I got off where I wasn't supposed to get and I had a kink Chink, I should say, in the armor. Maybe it was a king. And Satan was able to do something. Okay? Now, I need faith and patience. That's what we read. After having done the will of God, I will receive the promise of God. So you get in, you get in faith by getting into the word and you let the word began to bring light. Just like when Jacob wrestled, remember for that blessing, he did what he going to turn loose. He wrestled, the Bible said, till daybreak, until the day star arose. Are you here? That ain't, that, that, he spoke and he said, your name is no longer going to be called Jacob. Your name is now Israel. God is with you. <laughs> you will walk in the power of God. Got a revelation there. Get in the word until the day star arises in your heart. 2014, the day star is going to arise in your life. (laughs) The revelation that God is going to give you is going to increase 
as you spend your time with God and get out of the dependency of the system. Okay? What am I saying? You, you, you and I can live in the absence of fear and turmoil and torment. It was not designed for you and I as a child of God to live in that. And if you're living in that tonight, come out of it. You say, well, it's, it's, no. It's go back and check what you're doing. Get in this word because the Bible says without this word, the kingdom is being forfeited out of your life, the benefits of the kingdom. Okay? Now, let's look at a couple more things here because i got to quit here a minute. Without the kingdom in the world, the world will self-destruct. What am I saying? I'm saying that, you know, you can live like heaven in the midst of all of this other stuff that's going on because we're kingdom citizens. We're kingdom people, okay? Now, wherever you go, the kingdom goes. Luke 17, chapter, or chapter 17, look at verse 20 and verse 21. Let's find out where the kingdom is. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he was pressed. He answered them and said, the kingdom of God cometh not without observation. Neither shall they say, lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. What does that mean? It means it's inside of us, okay? God is leading us into places that the Dark, that are dark and we're to bring them under kingdom subjections. Listen, what I just said. The Spirit of God will lead us into places of darkness so that we can bring light or bring them into subjection to the kingdom. I like... Well, you know, if you study Joseph, and most of you know about the story of Joseph, he, you know what he said when the brothers and they were feeling bad? He said, y'all didn't bring me down to Egypt. God sent me down there to bring deliverance to you. You're living like a hermit. You're living in old used tents. Your shoes are wearing out. I've got loads and loads and caravans of new shoes, new clothes, new tents. In fact, I'll just bring them to you in my own caravan and you load up with them Then come on down here and let's rule this place. Let's bring light to Egypt. Boy, that's powerful. Okay. Now, uh, and, 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 and we have to keep the attitude. Because you, you, again, study your Bible. They didn't go down with an attitude of arrogance. They went down in a spirit of humility. Joseph was a humble man. Daniel was a very humble man. Okay? So what am I saying? I'm saying that you, you're not going to force anybody to live this. You're not going to force anybody to give when they don't want to give. You're not going to force anybody to come to church when they don't want to come to church. But you see... Our job is to pray, to intercede, and to bring light where it's dark. Subdue the dark kingdom and bring the kingdom of the light wherever we go. Proverbs 18, 16. See, their attitude was to be a liberator. Okay? A man's gift maketh room for him and bringeth him before great men. A man's gift maketh room for him, and bringeth him before great men. Now, somehow we've kind of gotten away from that concept. Think, well, that only, is that talking about preachers or ministers? No, it's talking about every area of life. You have a gift. And, and where, where have we ever got off this idea that 
those gifts are given to us to perform with them. How many have ever worked in a job of sales? You know, if you're being paid by that company, most companies operate like this. I know ours do. You have quotas. And they give you a period of time to meet those quotas. Usually they'll give you like three quarters. You don't meet that sales quota, you're gone from the company. They don't waste any more time with you because you're not productive. But yet we come into the body of Christ. <laughs> and we think we don't have to, we don't have to perform. Do you have a gift or not? Are you a cook? <laughs> if you're a cook, then that gift should perform through you. Are you a singer? See? Are you just up there making noise? Because we can all make noise. But the gifted ones will perform. They'll use that gift to bless you have gifts. Come on, stand up. I'm, <laughs> I'm out of time as usual. Job 8, 7 says, Though the beginning was small, yet thy latter end should greatly increase. Well, this is the process, the kingdom process. Okay. Stay in faith. Study this word. Don't let it depart. You're a believer. Grab a hold of the truths of God's Word and not allow the seduction of the lies of the enemy the way it seems like in the three-dimensional world because your objective is to get back up there to the high place. Walk above those things, not down in the midst letting them drag you lower and lower. Everything you need is found in the kingdom of God. Everything you need. If you don't, if it's not in the kingdom of God, you don't need it. That's why he said what? Seek first what? And all these things. Okay. Let's don't do like the world and seek after the things. Priorities. Thank you, Lord.